Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I just really wanted to share with you what I really felt, where we're going, corporately, friends, partners, the church worldwide is going there. They're going there whether they want to go there or not. I don't feel like, you know, thus say the Lord hit me upside the head, but I know where we're going. I, I really feel that a lot of the thing we're getting ready to step in in this next season's life, I really feel it's going to get a little bit pressure filled. And I really believe there's going to be a lot more like kind of like almost like a warfare mentality out there in the earth, meaning this, that it's not going to be easy to navigate through the earth and the things that are going on. And I believe that the church is even already in this tug of war or where we're going. Now, everybody say, well, that's a gimme. Yeah, I understand that. But here's the key. We have to be prepared in the arena of faith greater than we were. There's not going to be no more sideline Christianity. You got you got a lot of you in the middle of the road. It's time to get out of the middle of the road. You better get hot or cold. But you better get one or the other and get all in because the things it's going to take to maintain spirituality in the future, you can't fake your Christianity no more. Now, I'm not saying you are, but I mean, I'm really serious. Like, I'm on this excellent thing, like it's going off the wall. I've been on this thing for a month. I figured out that, see, average status quo Christianity is not going to cut it in the next season. See, that's the thing. There's no more of this mediocre Christianity, mediocrity has got to be driven out and excellence has to become, see now God's a God of excellence and that's the thing about God and I figured out some stuff too and I can show you this. If you want to go to that passion translation, we can look at some of this stuff but I'll, I'll start with this and then I'll, I could be able to flow because I want you to become the person of excellence that God has called you to be, okay? And excellence is how God think, does things and excellence is an invitation from another and you will either receive it or you'll reject it. And the key is this, is that you have to understand this, that to bring your life, and I really believe I could release this. You guys are getting really the bonus package because I wasn't going to talk about this. So go Philippians chapter 3, 13. Leave it in the passion. If you, I know you can do that. Um, you can start with 3 and 12. We're going to take our time. Go to Philippians 3 and 12 in the passion. I want to read it, and I want you to see this. So this is what I want you to know. What Pastor Liz was talking about was this, was I've been talking about my excellence, excellence in my relationship with God, okay? Now, that sounds kind of weird, but don't you need to be excellent? Well, we need to be excellent in our relationship with God because God's an excellent God. God doesn't, God doesn't get into this, it's good enough. Ain't no good enough in the kingdom. God's an excellent God. He wants everything done in excellence. I'm going to say this. I don't even think God receives some of the stuff because it's not excellent. He's so excellent, he will not allow nothing to be done outside of excellence. So you got and I have to start thinking, like, what are we bringing to God? Like, can you imagine if we was like, well, how good is our worship we're bringing him? Are we bringing him just what we got or are we bringing him excellence? I'm not talking about the band. I'm talking about personal. Are we bringing God my best? Am I bringing God my best? And am I just giving God what's left over? Am I bringing excellence? And now what's going to start happening is you'll start becoming a person of excellence because you'll start, you'll start getting like this. This isn't good enough. You can catch it because I'm going to show you how to do it. It isn't good enough. Just when you get that, pop it up there. Go to uh, Philippians 3 and 12. Thank you. You're going to see this now. It's an invitation 
that you get invited into, and if you receive it, you can become it because there's an anointing for it. Now, what happens is when you take this invitation to excellence with God, you're going to leave mediocrity behind. Status quo is going to leave you behind. You're not going to be allowed to stay where you were. You're going to have to go up. And what's going to happen is you, this thing is going to rub off on you, and you're going to start becoming excellent in other areas of your life. It happens in God first, though. And this is what I want you to see. Why is that? Because we're getting ready to press in these things where I think we got to become spiritually sharp and we have to become spiritually strong in the things of God, okay? Because if there's going to be pressure in the earth like it is now and even greater, you're going to have to be spiritually strong to overcome it. So one of the things I started thinking about, and I really felt I got this. See, one of the things that we're, I think we're trapped in this thing is that your confession and the words you speak out of your life and your spiritual weight that you carry is going to be key to your future. You can't be like vacillated in your conversation. You can't be saying one thing one day and saying something the next day. You got to become people of power and believe only what you speak. You got to become people of confession. Now, you guys know this stuff, but I'm talking about your confession is going to be critical in the future because the only thing you and I are going to have that's going to separate us from the pressure in the earth is words. And you're going to have to, three things God told me about, you're going to have to enforce your dominion. Your dominion has to be exercised in the earth because as the earth gets more wicked, you're going to have to get stronger in the things of God. And ain't nobody going to be able to do it for you. You're going to have to understand who you are in Christ what you can do in Christ, the power and authority you have, spiritual authority, dominion, all that stuff is going to be important. So well, I don't know who I am. You better stop talking like you don't know who you are. Find out who you are. Go develop who you are. Go get, to, get this thing. Because God said in Genesis, he said he gave man dominion. He gave man dominion to the seed, the fowl of the air, and over all the creepy things that creep upon the earth. He gave him dominion. What's dominion? It's, it's legal jurisdiction to be an overcomer and a ruler in the earth. Now, you can't be living like some sideways Christian and think you got dominion. I'm not saying you guys are like this, but I need you to saturate in who you are in Christ. Because you ain't going to believe your words got power if you got one foot in the world and one foot in the church. You guys are going to work on this for the next 12 months and be ready to dominate the earth. Because when you say it, it's going to be as good as saying it. It's going to be as good as God saying it. You see what I'm saying? This is the big thing now. You got to start developing these things. Because you don't want to be underdeveloped, and then you got to go put pressure on this stuff. So I'm getting us ready, declaring and decreeing and speaking. You understand? Now we know this stuff. Well, I got power. You know, half of your confess. You know what the Lord told me? When you first start confessing the word, you're not really releasing any creative ability yet. I said, "What you say?" Hey, he messes you up. You know, he messes your head up when he talks to you sometimes. I said, "What you mean?" I thought I'm releasing. He said, "No, no, 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 no." He said, first, first, you're working on your inward picture." I said, what? So here's what happens, right? First couple of times you keep saying it, you're not creating nothing. You're creating an inward picture that we're trying to get you to absorb so you could see yourself like God wants you to see yourself. And then after you get good at confessing it to see it, you eventually could speak out of it. Most people will never cultivate themselves that far or long. They'll quit on it because they'll start saying stuff prematurely and not realizing they haven't created the image within themselves first. So when you say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, first you're painting a picture on the inside of getting you to look like the greater one. Mm -hmm. Then after time of development, you're going to say greater is he, and the earth's going to go, he knows who he is now. Mm 
She knows who she is now. She's different than she was before. And the enemy will what? He ain't going to get in the way. See, we, we, got, we got this half-hearted confession because we haven't cultivated within ourselves. Church is behind. And let me tell you, this pablum pumping, you know, pansy church business ain't going to cut it in the future. Now, I ain't picking on nobody. I'm just telling you what's up. Okay? Because I'm, I'm crazy enough to believe God maybe left me in the earth just to fix it. I'm being serious. You ain't gonna, you think you, 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 gotta, you gotta develop this stuff, and you guys are. This, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying, you know what, I'm, this is like this. We're getting ready to go play this game in about six months. Let's be ready. Right. This is what this is about. This is about a ready. Like, when I'm, next week when I'm at work and I wanna say right. something sideways in my mouth, I ain't saying it. Why? I'm cultivating something for my future. Right. My words are gonna need something. I'm gonna need power. I'm gonna need this thing, man. I'm cultivating, I'm preparing for tomorrow today. I'm in my today, I'm in my daily training. What? I got to know dominion. I'd go get books. What's dominion? What's spiritual authority? I'll teach some of this stuff, right? What's spiritual authority? Well, who am I? What's it mean to be? What? We got, Brother Hagen got one of the, what? Believer's authority. What's this mean? Let me go feed on believer's authority and dominion and there's power in words and all this stuff. I say, Pastor Chris, that's a no-brainer. No, no, no. We're going to need this stuff greater than ever before because if this thing flip-flops and the church has to stand on its own, you better be standing with God. Amen. You know, they're talking about great miracles. Everybody's like, oh, great miracles are going to be done. I believe it, but guess what? If you want to get great miracles, you better have weight on you. Right. So you could show up and be, you know, a couple weeks ago when we, some of you maybe have been here, I said, we used, to, we used to identify church, not with communication, but with weight. Like when you came in the room, the room shifted because God's presence came, and it felt like God walked in the room. Why? Because he likes that. You're going to develop your spiritual weight in the things of God, and you're going to wade in this stuff. So tonight, I'm giving you tonight. Well, I'm giving you the invitation. And let me show you something. Now, this is the cool part. Watch. I admit that I have not yet acquired the absolute fullness I'm pursuing. That's you right now and me. Now, see, you could surpass. I'm going to tell you now. You better listen to me. I, we got an invitation tonight to go to some place we ain't at. Right. You get me? And I'm telling you, listen to me. And here's the cool part. I got nervous in sharing it, but I got news for you. You could surpass even what I'm telling you if you catch this revelation of this and running it. Because you're not limited by where I can go. God opened up the floodgate and let you go as deep as you want to go in excellence. Now watch this. I what? I admit that I have not yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Now, now watch this, right? Here's what I was, uh, so I've been saying this. Excellence. Now, let me show you what happened, okay? I was in an environment, and I'm sitting in this environment, and all of a sudden, some, they were, people were talking, and while they were talking, I said, something's happening while the talking's going on. And I'm catching it as I'm going, and I'm going, it looked like paint drying on a falling on a wall. It really did look like drip paint. Got slow, quick. I knew God was getting ready to do something. And I was getting it. I said, we've just been, we've just been invited by another to a place of excellence. Now it's, do we accept or reject? And I got it. Someone has to invite you to come here. 
because you can't get here on your own. And watch, and I didn't know, watch, I'll show you. Watch 13. I don't depend on my own strength. You can't do it on your own. You can't. You need the anointing for it. This, this, however, I do have one compelling focus. What's that? I forget all my past, and I fasten my heart to my future instead. Now watch this. Watch this. I run straight for the divine invitation. I found it. It's an invitation given by another. I run straight after it, reaching for this heavenly goal, looking for Victor's prize from the anointing of Jesus. And I figured it out. Two things will keep you from it. Pride and immaturity. Excellence is denied to the person of pride and the people of immaturity. Want to know why? Look at verse 15. And then we'll go back to 14 real quick. I run straight, so let all who fully are mature. The, the immature don't run after excellence. They can't become it. They'll reject it. Two people, two people that are denied excellence are the prideful and the immature because they make excuses of why they're not there. You got to lose it. Now, what am I telling you? I want my relationship with God to be excellent. See, if you think you're there, you missed it already. The reason why people don't want to work on it is this. Nobody wants to hear what they're not. Everybody wants to hear what they are. But God never works on who you are. He works on who you're not. He works on the little things. He works on that rich young ruler who said, I got one thing you lack. And the one thing you lack in keeping you from everything you need. God's always tweaking the stuff that needs to be fixed, not because he's mean, but because he strengthens your weaknesses. He doesn't strengthen your strengths. He comes and finds your weaknesses and lets lets him get in there so he can make you strong. But look what he says. So let who all are fully mature. They're okay. So let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And if you don't have any, if you're not gripped by these desires, I'll show you you should be gripped by this. So don't be prideful and don't get immature, but know this, when the invitation to excellence has been released, now you must accept it or reject it. Now here's the good part. You better get ready for this. The minute you accept the invitation, mediocrity will leave your life immediately. And people of mediocrity will have to get out of the way because you can't tolerate, you can't tolerate it. Status quo leaves. See, now this is why it's good to be in this room because there's an anointing in the room to create it. If you're watching, there's an anointing in the room for you to become it. It's an invitation. Some people don't even know what I'm talking about. That's because you just got to track it and pay attention. It's an invitation given by another that you get invited into. And the anointing, after you accept, makes up the difference and gives you the capacity to become. Because 10 minutes before we came in this room, there was no capacity to become it. But now, because he's opened the door to it, we've been invited to come. And he who takes that invitation will leave mediocrity behind. Tomorrow, you'll see stuff in your car on the ride home that'll make you stop at the place and get the vacuum and suck stuff out. I'm telling you, I, don't, I can't explain it, man. Something will happen with you. you. That piece of paper on the floor will bug you because it's bugging me. Stuff will just start clicking and hitting, and I don't know how to explain it. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? I just was playing. But, you know, something starts shifting and changing, and now my prayer time isn't like that. And you start seeking God. 
with this intensity that you didn't have a week ago because I can't stay in where I was and I pushed through the status quo of my relationship because this ain't enough. God, it's more. And everybody that's mediocre in your life starts arguing with you like, is it really that big a deal? Yeah, it is to me. But maybe you don't see it, so don't try to tell a lot of people where you're going. Just go, and if they can catch up, let them come. But why you want to go to church? It's watch night. Listen, I ain't got to watch night, watch day, watch, watch, watch me grow, watch me run, watch me pray, watch me fast, watch me give, watch me, watch me confess, watch me, watch me, watch me confess. I'm not leaving what I call. See, this is what it is. It's an invitation, but once you come in, the anointing on it transforms you. It transforms you, man. And now what starts happening is you start saying, so now watch this. Now cultivation of the stuff I'm talking about for you just became easier. He said, I'm pressed for this thing. It's a divine invitation. God has given us a divine invitation to go deeper in him. So this is the key. I got to find out who I am in Christ. In him realities of who you are in Christ are the greatest revelations for you to find out. Because until you discover who you are in the Bible, you'll just think who you are based upon your performance. You have nothing to do with your performance. Because you're not what you think you are, you're what's been written about you. And you gotta identify, stop identifying yourself with who you think you are, and start identifying yourself with what the Bible says you are. Now, I'm gonna go back to that, you like that other thing, right? So I started getting, I started flipping the switch, I said, this invitation, once it's accepted, breaks every limitation off of your life. See, so here's the two things. Don't let, it, don't let it rise up. Don't let pride rise up and tell you you're there. It's all about posture once you've been invited. It's all about posture once you've been invited. And then you just enter in with what? Maturity. And you allow it to transform you. And what the Holy Spirit will do, he'll start tweaking your relationship and start invading places you didn't want to give up. Not out of anything else, but he knows where he needs to strengthen you. So he won't, he won't let you identify where you were. He'll identify you only where you're going. He won't even respond to you at where you used to be he'll start responding to you at another level you've never been before. Okay, watch this. He'll give you divine instruction that once you accept it, you'll have the capacity to do it. But until you accept it, you never had the ability. The things that God is getting, the deeper things that God's getting, like, let me say, okay, Moses shows up one day, he goes to lead the children of Israel, and God's leading them and guiding them. He, he misses an instruction a little bit through what? Smacking a rock, speaking to a rock, and that's important because you need to start speaking to things and stop trying to smack things because some things you're smacking don't need to be smacked, they need to be spoken. And you don't, and the reason why the smacking seems more conventional than speaking, I got more what? revelation and let me do something because how important are my words? But your words are more important than your actions. And once you figure out my words control my actions, your life changes. I'm going to read it again. Let me show you what I'm saying. He tells him, he says, look, Moses smacked the rock one time, water came out of it. The next time God told him, speak to the rock. 
But speaking to the rock takes more faith than smacking the rock. And God wants to bring you to another level of doing things spiritually that you've never done before the way he wants you to do it. And I'm going to show you why. Sometimes, what good is speaking to this thing going to do when these things look so big? A whole lot of good when you understand how important your words are when you say something. But when you don't put your trust in what God said to do with his assignment, you put trust in your assignment, you do the wrong thing. So do it the way he's telling you. So when he gives you this divine invitation, it comes with divine instruction. Divine instruction, once followed, gives you divine access. So what am I, what am I saying? Am I trying to be fancy? I'm not trying to be fancy. You understand what I'm saying? You couldn't do it before you came in the room. You're not going to be able to do it until he gives you access. Once he gives you access, once you accept, you got the anointing to pull it off. And everything you do. But here's the thing. It's got to be done in excellence. What does excellence mean? You just do it the way God wants it done. That's why this, this invitation is good. Because here's what starts happening, and I, I've really been feeling this, is that the only way to get to this next level of where God wants you to go, and I think I'm seeing it maybe like this, the only way that God, you start talking about like God, if I'm going to get my confession right, I'm going to get my identity right, I'm going to get my life right. Not that there's nothing wrong with your life, but I'm going to go deeper. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a person of prayer. I'm going to be the person in the word. I'm going to be the person you called me to be. I'm going to fulfill the call of God on my life. I'm going to run my race. I'm going to accept the call, whatever it is. I'm going to do this thing. Guess what it's going to take? It's going to take a next level thinking, and you can't have next level thinking at old level mentality. Next level thinking doesn't work at old level mentality. So now I got to start thinking like God thinks and God thinks excellent and it ain't just good enough. I can't be good enough because God ain't a good enough God. It's got to be great. So now you start getting this flow going like you start thinking at this next level of like, okay, what is, what is if God, if it's going to be something I'm pressing in the earth or I'm pushing, he says, I push for the prize. If I got to push through the heaviness or I got to push through the weight or I got to push through this thing, then what, what is it that I got to personally develop before I'm going to be able to make it to reach and obtain this thing? Well, he said forgetting the past, but that ain't even what I'm talking about. He's losing the identity of who you used to be and embracing this identity of who you're going to become. And once you start seeing that I'm not who I used to be, I could grab, oh, see this thing, we're creatures of habit. We really realize, well, you know, I do good for a while, and then I have a cycle of life, and I do this good for a while, and I do that good for a while, but I really don't break consistency out of my old conformity, and I usually go right back to where I was. He said, no. He said, now, forget that, and accept this divine invitation to become something you've never been before, and leave behind the mediocrity of life. The status quo Christianity, the status quo life, the life full. Now, listen, I'm not saying you're not there, but we're going to a deeper place. We're going to a higher place. We're going to a place. Because this is what I'm telling you here now. I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. I really felt the Lord was like this. You must remember that we're going to have to fight a fight of faith we've never fought before. We're getting ready to step in seasons and times we've never seen before. 
We're getting ready to press into things where the church may be persecuted the greatest that's ever been persecuted before over the next Like, these guys are looking at the prophecies. We were at Bible school when Kenneth Hagin gave the prophecy for crying out loud. They're reading it today. He said, this is what the church is going to face. He said, I sat in a room when he prophesied it, and he said, they're going to turn on your message. They're going to leave the word of faith. They're going to turn on the church, and the church is going to go there. I'm like sitting here going, we're living it today. I'm not going to be rejoicing about it, and it's not to freak out about it, but we got dominion, and we got power, and we got the anointing, and we're the remnant of the church in the earth, so I don't know what's going to go on, but I know God's got it figured out, and if he's getting us ready to what? Supersede what's getting ready to happen. We got to get sharp spiritually, and we got to go back to the basics of what we need to develop in our life, like where's my faith? Now, I'm asking you, where's my faith at right now? Where's my confession at right now? How far in am I to sold out with everything God say? Because if it's going to come down to me really having to live on what I say and live on what I believe and speak what I want to see and confess what I want, do I really have that position right now that I could bet my future on the fact that I'm ready? Or is there now preparation time for activating the life I need to be living. That's what Paul said. He said, not that I have attained, but I pressed towards the prize for the mark, this high calling of God in Christ. Now, see, a lot of people don't. See, here's the problem with excellence. Ready for it? Nobody likes it because you can never achieve it. It's elusive. Excellence is elusive, and once you enter in the room to go achieve it, you never find it because just when you get close to it, it moves. Most people can't handle it because the minute they start chasing it, they figure out there's nowhere to find it. So how long do I have to keep this level of pursuit forever? And because they don't have the capacity to pursue forever, they stop pursuing it at all. And they quit on it. And they go right back to mediocre because mediocre is waiting for you the minute you leave the life of excellence. It's like trying to go after something, but while I'm trying to go after it, it's moving. And because I'm so, and let me tell you, we're all goal-oriented, so we feel like I must achieve something, so if I achieve it, then I know I got it, so where does it stop? It never stops. It's a continual progression. So once you start going after it, you find out I can't get it, and I can't stop, so now I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this perpetual movement going forward, but I never really get there because it's elusive. But here's the key. On the journey of walking after the, the excellent relationship, the, this is the same thing with God. See, because here's what happens with God. He moves. He goes up. He goes from glory to glory to glory. You come after him. You start praying. And then you're praying and you're, you're doing and you're going after him. And it seems like, oh, you know, you got tired of praying. That's why you stopped praying. You don't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. That's why you stopped reading your Bible. Because it was elusive. I'm showing you what's up. I hope to God you're catching me. I'm not just here playing card tricks here. Come on. I, I was pressing in the word, and it was good, but you know what? I just felt like it's a little far, so I couldn't get And it's like I stopped. I stopped the word. I stopped the pray. I stopped the tongues. I stopped the life. I stopped the confess. I stopped the disciplines. I stopped the this. I just basically do my Why? Because I was pressing, but in the pressing, I never achieved and I kept asking myself, how much longer do I got to keep pressing? I got news for you forever. But here's the cool part. If you keep 
reading and you keep praying and you keep pushing and you keep plowing and you keep going, sooner or later you look and go, well, I'm not where I used to be. I'm a whole lot better than I was. And I, it's like this. It's like Imagine if you were on a treadmill 24 hours a day, seven days a week, walking after God. You'll come in there two weeks later and go, man, I'll tell you what, I'm not as flabby as I used to be. Praise be to God. Something's happening. Come on, right? Your stamina is going to start. You, you, don't see, you don't see in the pursuit the progress. You don't see in the pursuit the transformation. You don't see, but I got news for you. The minute you stop pursuing, you stop the progress. The minute you stop pursuing, you stop the transformation. The minute you stop pursuing, and here's the thing. We, somebody should have told us this. It's unobtainable. How about how all you gold people doing right about now? You know what I'm saying? I hate it. I don't like to do nothing without knowing the end. When are we starting? When is it over? When do you think it'll be over? How long is it going to take? How long are we going to run? How far are we going to run? I want to know before we start running. Why? I want to have a goal. I want to know this. I want to know that. I want details. Give me details. Why? Not because I'm some OCD kind of person, but I want to know when we got there. How do we know we arrived? We're not there yet. And you get in this thing and you get in, and once you get in, nobody told me the rules. Well, how, 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 how? Because this is what we do. We all became lethargic in our seasons of searching. Because shouldn't we have gotten there by now? And because we didn't get there by now, you know what we did? Well, it must be down the road, so what's the big hurry to keep pressing? Oh, it's so far down the road. I thought Jesus was coming. When I first got saved, I thought he, maybe he's coming back tomorrow. Let's be ready for him. Now I'm like, I don't know if the joker's ever coming back. What's the big hurry? No, you don't think that either, right? Yeah, I know, right? Come on, man. And we stopped the level of pursuit because we stepped into the place of mediocrity. And everybody's doing the same thing. And now we have to break its limitations by becoming people that are excellent. Because why? We're going to need it. Because <laughs> what's the big deal about this confession stuff? It ain't that big a deal. What's the big deal? You know, it ain't that big a deal. You know, you don't got to get all excited about all this stuff. Why are, you so, why are you so on fire about all this stuff? Take it easy. Lighten up. Why are you so excited about all this church business stuff? Come on. Take it easy. Take a break. How long? How, what do you mean praying? Pursuit. I've been invited. I've been invited. You could be invited too, but I've been invited. And I accepted the invitation. I did not decline. And once you accept the invitation, I have the capacity to do. I got news for you. He's inviting us back again. I'm telling you, listen to me. He's inviting us back again. Some of you say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about your spiritual life. He's inviting us back again. And he's saying, come on. But now the good news is now you know it's not a destination we were trying to get to. It's a lifestyle we continually live. We keep pursuing it. What are you going after? I'm seeking him. What are you seeking him for? Because I got to find him. What are you looking for? See, here's the thing. Here's some of the things, right? I believe we have to get strong again because the key is this. A strong man's spirit's going to sustain him, guys. 
I don't know what comes, but I know this. Your spirit strong can maintain. Ain't that good, though? Like, isn't that other thing good, though? Ain't that the truth? Like, right, I was all in pursuit when I thought the promise was around the corner. I was all in pursuit when I thought this thing was a week away. I was all in pursuit when this thing, I thought, but now all of a sudden, wait, it's been like years, man. What's up? No, you got to stay in that perpetual place of excellence. And then here's the thing, what happens is it starts in your relationship with God, and then it trickles into everything you do. Because you can't live, you don't live in mediocre anymore. You break the limitations of it. That's what's going to make you the best employee the job's ever seen. Because, you know, you can't see it from my house. Business is out the window. All the, all the bosses love that. You don't want any, you don't, oh, the plane? Oh, no big deal. Can't see it from my house. No, that thing's got to be right. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, no more. It, it, it just changes your, 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 your whole way of looking at things because something happened within your internal accepting of God's invitation for the next level. Because see, Paul said, I'm pressing for a prize. He broke out of the limitations where everybody else was at. You've got to leave status quo with pursuit. I really believe God's given an invitation to the church globally to come after him. I don't know if everybody's coming, but I know you got to go. You got to go and pursue. Now, I'm going to tell you right here now, it ain't not some race that you just got to like, it's not all on your own. You know what I'm saying? But it's individual in itself. I don't want you to feel like, oh, you know, I got to go do it like you're some martyr. It's not that you're a martyr, but it's an invitation you have to accept and run anyway. And I got news for you. Not everybody around you is going to run. And when they don't run, you're going to ask yourself this great question. Am I crazy for running? Am I crazy for pushing this hard? Is it really that? Well, I'll tell you right here now. When you see Jesus, you tell me if it was worth it. When you step through the pearly gate and he says, well done now, good and faithful servant. Good job. There ain't going to be no peanut gallery people around when you're there. Telling you what's up. Listen, we look at these scriptures right here. I think these were good. I'm just going to give you a couple. I really believe this is good, that you're going to have to build in a couple arenas of your life. Number one, I gave you a bunch of things right there. But remember, remember, we must fight from a place of victory, not for a place of victory. We must fight from a place of victory, not for a place of victory. You already won. It's already over. But here's the thing with the church. You talk to most of them. They're trying to get something. They're trying to achieve something. They're trying to grab something. No, no, you got victory. Come on, you the heavyweight champion of the world. You got the belt. Here comes the adversary trying to come and take what you got. Don't let the enemy take your stuff. You got to tell, come on, man. You got to learn who you are. You know, the Bible says you're an ambassador for Christ. Never been one like you before. You got to understand what that means. You got dominion. God wants to do what you say, and the devil can't stop you. You understand that? That's why you get one amen when you talk like that in the church. They don't believe it. I don't tell them, the devil, I ain't tell the devil what? Tell the devil, shut up. Oh, you're supposed to tell the devil? Yeah, you tell the devil because he's been talking to you. You start telling him. It's the problem with the church. You tell them, oh, you know, God already is agreeing with what you're saying, and God will do what you say. Talk like that. I had somebody today, they, they're probably watching. They needed a little bit of a miracle, and we were talking about it. I said, well, God will do what we say. You start talking like that around people that don't got no faith. Then we, what you say? They got faith, though. These people got faith. And I was like, then we called up. I said, yeah, God will do what we say. In the world you think you are, God will do what you say. I'm just saying what he said. 
Now, God don't have to do nothing, I say, that don't line up with his word, but if it lines up with his word, he got to do it. I'm just saying what he said. So let me ask you, because if I say what God said, and God said about a matter, and then I tell the devil, get out of the way, don't you think God's backing that up? Come on, guys. You got to know who you are. You got to know what you can do. But I just said what God said. Well, if I said what God said, it's as good as God saying it. That's what the Bible said. You know what that takes? That takes a little brainwashing, guys. Because you know what you do once that happens? Well, you know, you weren't really, you weren't really, you know, last couple of weeks you ain't been too hot in your Christianity. God never said your Christianity had to be hot for him to agree with the word that he already spoke. Come on, you see what I'm saying? You're disqualifying what God already qualified. You better stop it. Who are you? Come on, man. You got to build and develop in this stuff. That when you say that's it, that's it. The enemy knows, hey, better not mess with him. He knows who he is. She knows who she is. He knows what he can do. Church got to start talking like this again. We over there talking about his own, well, dominion and confession and saying things, calling those things that be not as though. Remember that series? Call those things that be not as though. It's not here. You got to call in and know no, we think, who am I to call? You who are you? You're God in the earth. Who you think you are? Did he just say he's God in the earth? Yeah, you are too. Who you think says rep? You know what an ambassador is? It's a legal representation from another, from another place. So if you're an ambassador from Brazil and you come to America, you know what that means? He said you're an ambassador in Ephesians chapter 6. You're an ambassador for Christ. If, you're, if, you, if you are an ambassador from Brazil and you come to America, you have diplomatic immunity. You can do whatever you want to do, and the only place that can hold you accountable is the place you came from. America law don't work for you. You know that? You understand that? You come here, you break the law, they can't do nothing about you. You're an ambassador. The only thing they can do is kick you back out. You go to your country, let your country deal with you. You came from heaven. You're an ambassador from heaven and the earth. You don't belong here. You got jurisdiction all around. I got rules and regulations from another planet. Come on, somebody. You know, you guys got to see this. Do you believe me? It's in the Bible. You don't know this stuff? So if you're an ambassador, where'd you come from? You didn't come from Italy, bro. You came from heaven. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Come on. You know where this is? Come on. You guys, man, I hope to God you're getting this. Are you getting this? I'll, I'll preach it to you, right? You know where I'm going, right? Go to Ephesians 6.18. You okay with this? You got to see this. Man, I hope, I'll pull this in. We'll look at it in the King James. Okay? Look at this. You, you ready for this? Can I read it a little bit? I got to let you go. You got to get home. You people, so many people got to go to sleep. You fall out. <laughs> I took the kids to watch night. A couple of years ago, I went to preach for Pastor Bruton. You know, we went to see Bishop. And the kids, I brought the kids. You know, we spent a couple of days in South Carolina. And, man, they fell asleep with me preaching. <laughs> and Gigi woke up, and she said, people were running around the room. Daddy, I woke up. She goes, I don't know what happened. She goes, I went back to sleep. I said, there you go, right there. There's my team. And then people were running around the room, my kids go back to sleep. How they, so I'll get you home, relax. And some of you don't go party, and you don't need no party. You need to go home and pray. Amen. I felt good in this atmosphere. I felt good anointing in here. So you go home and say, what are we supposed to do? Go home and go pray in tongues. No, I'm just kidding. You can hang out. Don't party, though. Some of you don't need to party. You're messed up enough. You don't need alcohol. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, 618, praying always with all pr I'm funny. <laughs> I watch myself. I laugh. You know that? I really do. I do. So, so I, I said, I don't know how you guys do it with me. Just keep praying for me. I'm getting better. Amen. 
Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. You see that? Praying always. Somebody said, oh, God, now he wants us praying always. This guy never quits. Man, I'm telling you, man, just go for it, though. Just go for it. Just go for it. So he's going to come in the room. I'm telling you, man, he's so cool. And I'm doing it with my voice, like, oh, he just comes in here, man. You start talking his language, he shows up. You'll feel his presence. Just go for it. Just go. For, give it all you got. You ain't got to be great at it. Just give it all you got. He'll, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Praying always. What all prayer. And so church don't want to talk like this. Come for 20 minutes and leave. What you're going to get in 20 minutes? You know what I'm saying? Now you go home, you, you start, you brainwash yourself to this stuff. I'm not telling you nothing the Bible don't say. He said, press for the prize. Press means you're pushing through something. If you're pressing, you're pushing. Lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets you and run this race. You got a cloud of witnesses cheering you on. Weights and sins trying to hold you back? There's something trying to stop you. You know what gets me? What is he trying to stop you from the devil? Why is he so scared about he don't want me to find out? He don't want you to find out who you really are. Because once you find out who you really are, you start telling them who he ain't. <laughs> you ain't all that, bro. The Bible says the one that's deceived the worlds will tremble in your presence. He's going to tremble from whose presence? Your presence. He got the world deceived, but you got him trembling. Yeah, how'd you do that? You know who you are. <laughs> you, know how, you know what to say. Come on, you see it? So when you start pressing, you're like on that treadmill. Turn around day seven, you're looking good. Just keep staying on it. Don't get off. Don't get off. Day 82, you're going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on, rah, in the spirit now. You're growing. See, don't get at it. See, most people cannot handle the pursuit because it doesn't have an end. It's continual pursuit, but the anointing will give you the strength to keep pursuing. But I think we got sold on this bill of goods if we weren't careful. Like, it should have happened by now. It must be so far away. I don't have to prepare for it. Train like a champion. Choose to be chosen. Come on. Just keep pursuing. You got the pursuit. You got next level. When you walk out of the room, you got greater capacity now. You know why? Because I got it. See, this ain't church. This is impartation. See, I did it, and then I bring it to you, and if you receive it, you could do it. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why. Did you get what I just said? Because I'm crazy like I think like that. See, you can't do this thing without somebody giving you access to it. That's what they don't tell you. Because they don't know. Somebody's got to achieve it in the realm of the spirit and then give you access to what they achieved. And then once you do, you've been given an invitation. If you take the invitation, anyone know what's cool about God? He does it with everything. This is what I was telling you about the offering. He, he'll give it to you because you need it. He'll give it to me because you need it. I don't even deserve it, but he'll give it to me for you because he loves you that much. So don't think you're using me to get it, because I already used you to get it on me. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah, man. Your pull provides. It does. Now, pull this in. 
praying always with all prayer, supplication, watching with perseverance, supplicating for us. And that's just fancy words for praying. Just pray to write prayers for people when they need prayer. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known what is the mystery of the gospel. Woo! For which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He said, well, what Paul said, he said, I'm an ambassador. Where are you an ambassador from? Heaven. I'm in the earth, but I don't belong in the earth because I'm not of the earth. I have a different guideline and jurisdiction and assignment in the earth. And my assignment came from heaven, so I basically, in this thing, I'm like royalty in the earth. That's what you are. You're an ambassador for Christ. That means you're God's legal representation in the earth, demanding and decreeing what he said. How in the world is the enemy going to tell you no? An ambassador from another country don't live by the rules of the country he's in. He lives in the rules of the country where he came from. And I got news for you, guess what? When he shows up, can't do nothing with him. Are you getting this? You came from heaven. I got a question for you. Well, who's backing us up? God. Where'd you get these rules from? Call it the way it should be. Not call it the way you see it. Where'd that come from? That came from heaven. When you come in the earth and you declare a thing, what did God say? He declared a thing and it was so. And the word in heaven confirmed in the earth. You seeing this? So how do you confirm what heaven said? You say what heaven said in the earth and now God goes, amen. He needs agreement in the earth. You better get what I just said. He said what? He said the heavens already agreed. Now we need agreement in the earth. You know what he did? Uh, you better get this. He sent it. In, you know what God said? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He said, okay, now I got to get somebody in the earth because I can't go to the earth because it would be illegal for me to go to the earth. So I'm going to send you as my legal representation and ambassador in the earth to agree with what I said. This is so stupid. We got to screw this up. How can we screw this up? I'll go slow. Uh, no, wait. He goes, okay, I want my kingdom manifest in the earth. We're leaving. Come on. Just wait. No, not yet. Okay? Well, I want my kingdom manifest in the earth. Okay, good. What do you want? The kingdom to be done in the earth. So how are you going to do that? You can't get in there. No, I can't go because if I go, it would be illegal because I gave it to Adam. So I'm going to send you in my place as an ambassador with my name, with me in you. So you could agree with what heaven said in the earth so I can manifest in the earth what heaven already said. Yeah. And now your legal representation of you in the earth for me. Because me and you are one. He who's joined to the Lord is one spirit. So what are we here to do? Get his work done in the earth and declare and decree what he wants done. How in the world is anybody going to stop what you say? Now I know you're saying, what am I going to do when I say, what, who do you mean what are you going to do? You're going to do exactly what the Bible says, and when you do it, guess what? All the hell's got to believe it and obey it. Once you believe it when you say it, because you know who you are. You see what I'm saying? So if somebody came from, if an ambassador from another country came here, and he knew his legal rights, he don't care what you tell him. He's not going to listen to you. I don't come from here. I come from another place. I obey those laws. Now, we can kick him out, but guess what? He's going to go deal with it, but we can't do nothing to him. I got news for you. Guess what? There ain't nobody kicking you out. Why do you think you had to be born in the earth? Why do you think God sent Mary a child born of the spirit? 
so he could be birthed in the earth, so he could be done. Come on, somebody. So you can get dominion in the earth. You got dominion over your family. You got dominion over your finances. You got dominion over everybody. That you got your kids, the kids' kids, the grandkids, the outlaws, the in-laws, the uplaws, the sidewalls. Come on, man. You got dominion. You got power. You got authority. And you're over there waiting. Well, maybe God will send some ladder rain. Bump the ladder rain. Why don't you use authority in the earth and demand what's supposed to be and tell the devil, you ain't going to know. You ain't getting this marriage. You're not getting in here. You're not getting there. You're not messing nothing up no more. Why? I got dominion over you. Now you go to church and shout, but yay! Yay! They leave. They don't even know how they got it. Now I'm going to go home and identify who I am. I'm going to go start flipping them scriptures over in my Rolodex of my mind and start speaking. Now watch this now. You're going to speak them out of your mouth. Because I gave you power, but see, this the people don't get Confession has power. It don't have power until you get the picture. First couple times you say it, you're just creating the image on the inside. First couple times you say it, you're creating the image on the inside. First couple times you say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, you're creating the image on the inside. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You're creating an image on the inside. You're creating the image on the inside. I'm just saying it. Why? Because let my, let, let my ears hear. Let my ears hear when my mouth speaks. My pen, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer writing upon the tablets of the heart. My tongue is writing upon my heart. Why is that? The Bible said, be not deceived in the heart. So what I do, I keep saying it, and I keep confessing, and I start getting the image on the inside, and I get the image on greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Why am I confessing the word of God? Because I'm in agreement. All, all that is, all confession is, is agreement with what God said. That's all it is. And what are you doing when you're speaking? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. These are principles you got to get. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What happens when faith comes? Faith gets received. What starts happening when you get that inner image on the inside? What starts happening when you start getting that picture on the inside that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world? What starts happening on the inside when you start getting that image? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What happens when you start getting how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power? What about doing good and healed all those oppressed of the devil? Next time somebody sick gets in front of you, you understand that when I lay hands on the sick, these things are jumper cables from heaven. These things are packing. Just talk to yourself. These things are packing the anointing. These are God's weapons in the earth to destroy the works of the devil. Sickness and disease has to die at the laying on of my hands. Why is that? Because he said, whenever I lay my hands on somebody, they shall recover. The sick shall recover. You start loading yourself up. Next thing you know, something comes. You say, I bind it in the name. It's just as good as God saying it. Because why I got that image developed on the inside. You can't wait till you got pressure to do this. You do it now. You do it now. And that's why you keep pursuing what nobody else is pursuing around you. Why is that? Because I'm going, I got, see, here's the thing. You got to see something nobody sees. And keep going after it. Yeah. Don't stop it because you're important. You're more important than you realize. I'm going after it. I'm accepting this invitation. I'm going in because I got to be strong. Because there's a bunch of stuff I got in there. Because we're going to need our confession, we're going to need our faith. Let me tell you, this earth don't care about nothing. It's whack, it'll get worse. But you. You're going to be, see, here's the thing. He'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Because stuff will be happening all over the world, but it won't affect you. Because you want peace no matter what. Because you want to, Jesus in the boat, right? They're freaking out. Don't you see the storm? Peace be still. Ain't no storm in me. 
Ain't no storm in me. See, that storm wasn't in the water. The storm was in him, not Jesus. Peace was in him. That's why he spoke what was in him, out of him, and it changed what he saw. He called those things that be not. Those guys are like, look at the waves. Look at the sea. She's like, peace. What's in me developed is going to come out and change the world around me. Come on, man. You see it? So now you're going in. It's the invitation to be invited into. I'm coming in. Now watch this right here. Once you get there, scary, man. Because watch. No, let me explain that because we mean scary. Am I going to lose myself? Yes. You're going to lose yourself because you can't be you no more because there's a better version of you in your future. And when you start pressing for it, the real you is going to show up. And when the real you shows up, a new you showing up a couple of days later. And you keep growing into this thing that you could not become until you accepted the invitation from God and that anointing transforms you. And now you start seeing stuff you didn't see before, hearing stuff you didn't hear before, understanding stuff you didn't understand before from the word of God because he's invited you. And then the things of God start weighing, they outweigh the things of the earth. And things, things that used to, the things that used to consume you don't consume you no more. The things you used to care about you almost don't care about no more. The things that used to make you excited don't make you excited anymore. The things that he starts developing in your life starts becoming more what? More and more real to you than anything else you've had. It's not, it's not weird. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to come. Don't miss the invitation from God. Accept it. Do I believe it's going to get harder? Yeah, it's going to get harder. I told you it is. It's going to get harder, and you're going to have to be stronger. There's a bunch of stuff I put in there. You're going to, do I really believe in my heart? Do I really believe in my heart? Yeah. I really believe the church is at a crossroad. I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. That the church is going to do this. And you're going to either go, because I'm going to tell you right now, they'll, they'll comp, the church worldwide will compromise the gospel in a heartbeat. They don't care nothing about it. They don't live by the word. We live by the word. We don't live by the church. The church, will be, they'll buckle their knee. They don't like, you can't say this about that. You've seen it already. You can't say this about that. You can't say that about this. You can't talk like this. You hate this. You hate that. It's all stupidness. All it is is controlling the manipulation of the enemy trying to stifle what you could say. When it's time to say it, we're going to say it. Bottom line is this. It is the truth. It's only one truth. If somebody gets mad about it, grow up. Okay. But here's what I'm saying. What are you going to say? How are you going to live? What if the pressure, you got to be strong. Because when it comes down, right? Because let me tell you something. When it comes, so I don't want you, I want you prepping for strength. So how do you do it? You produce this excellence in your life. That's it right there. You allow your purse to become, you allow yourself to become this person of excellence. That's all you do. And you accept the invitation because it came from God. Put that Philippians up there and then we can go. You can take communion with us. It'll be good. She's going to come up. Can you put that Philippians 3 up there? Yeah, go. I want to see this. I run straight for the divine invitation. I said this when I was there. I was in this moment. I said, I seen something I never seen before. Pastor Liz was with me. I said, this is an invitation given by God. But someone in the earth has to invite you in. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Now, hear what I just said. Someone revealed, like while I'm speaking, you were seeing your limitation. 
the people that are really hearing me, you're seeing your access to another level and you got a glimpse of your limitation. Pridefully mature people go, I don't want to see that and don't even press. And that's tough to say, but it's true. Humility hits your life. You go, I realize what Paul realized. I have not obtained with this one thing I do. He's telling you. He's seen it. I'm telling you, that's what happened with him. It's exactly what happened with him. He's seen something greater. And he forgot the things which were behind, and he pressed for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And in that moment of invitation was access was granted. Once you accept it, mediocrity leaves your life. And the mediocrity of other people around you that surround you, you will not be contained by it. You'll outgrow it. I can't explain it. It'll happen. When it happens, embrace it. And then you'll speak a language that only certain people speak, but you'll know the same people speaking the language you speak. Because it won't be offensive to them when they hear it come out of your mouth. Because you're, you're, you're revealing the mediocrity in your life the minute you start speaking excellence. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? You'll start talking about like, hey, it, even at work, you'll go, it has to be like this. Everybody that has mediocrity running around, they're like, oh, why do we got... You, it, you're going to notice it like this everywhere you go, and you cannot let it affect you anymore because it keeps you part of the pack, and it's not time to be part of the pack no more. It's time to start running your race, and if you've got to run solo for a while, somebody will catch up. Trust me, it's going to be okay, but you're not wasting time, and that is the last thing I want to tell you. Don't you ever think for a minute of your life, the minute you start running at full speed ahead for a destination that cannot be achieved, it's okay. Because when you stop for a minute and look where you came from and see how far you grew, you'll forget about all the running you had to do. Just keep running. Because it isn't a death. It's not a mile marker. You can't, you can't find mile markers. You can't find GPS. You can't find nothing. That, you, know, you don't even come to a fork in the road. You're running in a blank trail, just running. And thinking, is, it, is this my crazy? What are, I, can't even, I don't even know if this is even working. But I'm pressing after something I cannot see. But I'm telling you why. Excellence is elusive. It's elusive. But you're, you're achieving transformation in the midst of running after it. So I'm going to tweak my, so how do I do? So what does that all mean? I tweak my relationship with God. God, I'm going to give you the best. God, I'm going to give you the best I got. I'll give you five minutes, but it's going to be the best. I'm going to tell you right now. I'd rather give you five minutes of your best than give him 50 minutes of nonsense you ain't even paying attention I'm going to give you five minutes of the best I got. I'm going to give you four minutes of the best worship you heard all week. I'm going to give you what I got, and I'm going to come at it with everything I've got, and I'm going to, I'm going to run at this thing with every ounce I got. Man, I'm telling you, if I'm reading, I'm going to shut it. I'm going to pay attention. You ever read and just read and you ain't even pay attention? You can tell me what you read. You can't even tell me what you read. I can't even tell you what I read. But I'm going to give you, I'm going to read with attention. I'm going to, I'm going to press in. You know what I'm saying? You know exactly. You're catching me more than you're hearing me. I'm going to give you the best of what I got, and I'm going to pursue with everything I got, and I'm going to press this thing like never before because I've been invited to go someplace I've never been before, and now I'm ready to go. And capacity is going to be waiting for you the minute you leave this door. I'm telling you, some of you ain't even going to make it to your car. Some of you couldn't even, some of you thought about your closet. It's so messed up. Clean it tomorrow. 
get out of that thing right now. It'll happen. I promise you it's happening already. As I'm speaking, you're going to get in the car and go, dude, tomorrow, it might be the first day of the year, but it's gonna be, we're going to be at the shining up spot and get this in. I don't know how to explain it. I can't explain it. I don't want to explain it right now. Somebody's thinking about stuff you laid out. I don't know. Just know this. Once it hits you, it's going to affect you. But I promise you this is a good thing. Once it affects you, don't resist it. It'll create the life makeover you've been looking for. Because excellence never says it's good enough. Never good enough. You live, you, you just outgrown good enough in your life. And now it's got to be spot on. Now watch that, that'll affect, now let me tell you something. All you people with a New Year's resolution, you get excellence, it's vision for change. This is, my, my, my physical condition is unacceptable. My mental perspective is unacceptable. This is not negative. This stuff is unacceptable. It's not excellent, so I'm changing it. I have a vision of what excellence looks like, so excellence will change your diet. I'm telling you, it will. Excellence will change your life. And here's the thinking about excellence. Once you stay on this road of going after it and pursuing it, it will have lasting change forever. It won't be a season of just what you do because you're going to have the grace for it and the anointing for it, and the anointing is going to last longer than anything because once the anointing kicks in, it gives you the ability to do what you could not do by yourself. And that's what the grace is doing, and it's got you hardwired. I'm telling you, lasting life change is going to be accessible to you this scene's in life greater than ever before, and all you got to do is accept it. I can't explain it. There's an anointing connected to it. It'll create it. It'll change the way you think. It just does it, and you just start taking the thing, and the order of God just kicks in gear, and the next thing you know, your life's changed. Can't explain it. Don't want to explain it. Don't even want to really know. All I know is just pursue it, and don't stop pursuing it, because here's the key what people do. They stop. Don't stop. As long as you don't stop the pursuit, he'll continue to produce the transformation. It's once you stop the pursuit, he can't do it no more. I press for this thing. Once I stop pressing, he stops transforming, not because he wants to, but because he knows the only way for you and me to achieve it is we've got to continually follow. And it ain't just like some stroll. It's a press. It's a push. You just keep pushing with everything you got. Listen, I know some days it might be a little slower than others, but guess what? Don't worry about it. You just keep pursuing it. Look at where, look at, okay, look at this, done. What was the greatest seasons of your life? With God. The greatest seasons you had persistence to press into his presence. Always. The greatest seasons of your life with God were the seasons when you continue to process, push, when you continue to push no matter what. I'm, go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to go after it. And when did it get dull? Draw nigh to me. Come near me. I'll come near you. Remember that? When you stop coming near, he stopped feeling real. When you stop pressing in, he stopped feeling real. Just keep pushing. Come on, close your eyes for me. Let me pray for you because I believe it's right. And then PL is going to come. We're going to take communion together. We got these communion things. We'll get every, make sure everybody's got one. Father, I just thank you to each and every person hearing and sounding right now. They hear what we're saying, even the partners watching, everybody here. I just thank you, Lord, that you're, you're moving supernaturally in their midst. You're doing supernatural things that only you can do. And I thank you, Lord, that change and transformation has taken place in their life. I know, Lord, we were here, but I know there's an anointing. Now, I want you to do this. If you're serious about this and you're going to accept this invitation, right now, I want you to get your heart right. Just get your heart right. You're watching online. I want you to get your heart right. 
I promise you right here, this is a life-changing moment. I'm not kidding you. I know it happened to me. I can only duplicate what I've experienced. I can't, I can't experience, I can't experience this thing, then I cannot duplicate it, but I can, I can give you this access. If you really want to accept this invitation, then just ask God. That's all you got to do, God. I just, you just right there, you just say, God, I'm, I, want, I want it. I'm coming after it. I'm going to be a person of excellence. I'm going to pursue you with everything I've got. I'm going to be the excellent in pursuit. I'm going to be the excellent in my, I'm going to be excellent in my pursuit of you. And I'm going to allow this to transform my life, change my life. I'm going to be like Paul. He said, I press for the prize of the high calling. It's not just the calling, but it's your presence. It's not just this. I'm receiving the divine invitation to pursue you. I'm receiving the divine invitation to pursue you in the things of God. I receive it right now by faith. Just say this out loud if you're in here and this is you. Say, Jesus, I believe I've been invited. You've given me the invitation to walk in excellence. I believe and I receive right now. Change my life. Leave right now every area of mediocrity in my life. I'm leaving it now. And I'm pursuing you in excellence in every area of my life. In my pursuit of you, in my perpetual pursuit, I will possess your promises and I will transform my life. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if you, when you came in, you received the communion element. Does anybody you, not have one? That, just, wait, just wave your hand and they'll drop one off for you. Um, Does anybody need one? Yeah, just lift your hand if you need one. Leave your hand in the air so they can see you. And, you know, I, I was thinking, I was reading through my notes from last year when we took communion. And it's interesting to me how God prepares us for things. Amen. Amen. Last year when we talked about communion, the focus was on the resurrection power of Jesus. It was on remembering his resurrection power so that when we faced situations and circumstances that were difficulty, we would know that we have that resurrection power in us. Amen. We did face some situations this year. Amen. Come on. You know, I was thinking yesterday, my parents came to visit us just for a couple of days. And yesterday morning, they were getting ready to leave. And we were standing there, Pastor yeah. Chris and myself, my, my dad's drinking his coffee. We're st oh, we were standing up around the, the, the counter in the kitchen. And my dad looked at us and he said, would you like to take communion together? We were like, yeah. He goes, well, that was the question, like right now, can we take communion together? And I said, yeah, sure. And I went and got, I only had raspberry club soda. Wow. And a little bit of bread. But it was a precious memory and a precious, but when Jesus said this in remembrance, and it was just a beautiful memory of my earthly father wanting that time with me. And, and I saw something different for this year as we get ready to close out this year and move into 2021 that I want to share with you. In Luke chapter 22, verse 19 through 20, mm. in the Passion Translation, it says, Then he lifted up a loaf, and after praying a prayer of thanksgiving, to God, he gave each of his apostles a piece of bread. And I want to stop there for a moment because I haven't ever really focused on this part of this account of Jesus. Mm. 
The first thing that Jesus did was pray a prayer of thanksgiving. Before he gave the bread to his disciples, before he explained to them what, what was getting ready to happen, first he gave thanks. Mm. You know, communion is about having a posture of gratitude. Amen. Thankfulness. If you're Catholic, then you know the communion is known as the Eucharist, which literally means grateful in its Greek form, mm. according to the Strong's Concordance anyway. See, Jesus was God in human form, and he knew what was getting ready to transpire. Amen. He knew that as soon as he basically said goodbye from that meal, that one of his best friends was going to betray him. Mm. He knew that he was going to be arrested and wrongfully accused. He knew that he was going to be beaten, that he was going to be bruised, that he was going to be crucified in a horrific death. Thank you, Jesus. But even knowing that, even knowing that he was going to be broken, before he symbolically broke that bread mm. as a representation of what was soon to happen to him, he stopped and he gave thanks yes. to his heavenly father. We have that opportunity to follow his example. Yes. See, we aren't God in human form, and we don't know what the future holds. We didn't know one short year ago when we sat in this very room, mm. we got ready to do what we're doing right now. We had no idea what was getting ready to transpire. Probably good that we don't. Sometimes it's almost better if you don't know what's going to happen, right? In fact, you know, it's funny. We, we had a situation today that we were praying and they might be watching. I didn't even, even want to know what actually happened or what we were actually praying about. I didn't know. And I didn't ask until after we were done praying. Because in that moment, I said, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know what the report is. I just want to stand on what my God says and I want to be able to Amen. believe with everything that I have. So it wasn't until after we linked our faith and agreed. Then I said to Pastor Chris, can you now tell me what exactly that was about? Because I didn't want to know. Sometimes we don't need to know. Sometimes we just need to know who God is. Amen. Amen. We can give gratitude to God and gratefulness to him. Amen. We don't know what's going to transpire sometimes. We don't know what to expect. But the good thing is that Jesus did. And I, one of my favorite scriptures is John 16, 33. It's become one of my favorite scriptures this year. I've studied it. I've put it in like four different messages. And I love it because in that, ver in that passage of scripture, Jesus is talking with his disciples and he's sharing with them what is to come, not for him, but for them. Thank you, Lord. And what they're getting ready to encounter and what they're getting ready to mm. face. And he says this in the Passion Translation. He said, everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you mm. and give you the great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble. And sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Amen. In every situation that we face, yes, Lord. we can have peace, Thank and in you. every situation Thank we you, face, Jesus. we can have thankfulness Thank you, and Jesus. gratitude and thank God for who he is. Yes, Lord. And this year especially, I'm especially grateful to be able to take communion with you Yes. as we celebrate who he's been in our lives this mm. year. And as we anticipate and thank him in advance for what he's getting ready to do in our lives Thanks. next year. Amen. So if you will right now, take the cracker, bread, whatever this is. Maybe you can open it for me. I here, take this one. It says this. Then he lifted up a loaf. And after praying a prayer of thanksgiving to God, he gave each of his apostles a piece of bread saying, this loaf is my body which is now being offered to you. 
Always eat it to remember me. Before you, you take this, just take a minute and close your eyes all over this place because it does say that before you partake yeah. of the Lord's Supper that you make sure your heart's clear. Come on. Make sure there's no unforgiveness. Make sure that your heart is in the right place before you do it. Amen. If you need to forgive someone, forgive them. If you need to forgive yourself, forgive yourself. If you need to ask God to forgive you, do that right now. Thank you, Jesus. Get your heart right. Mm. And this year, every time you take communion, I want you to remember that Jesus gave thanks. Come on. He gave thanks. You can take and partake of the, of the bread. And after supper was over, he lifted the cup again and said, This cup is my blood of the new covenant I make with you, and it will be poured out soon for mm. all of you. And I want you to take a moment and remember that liquid love Thank you, Jesus. that Jesus poured out willingly for us. Everyone says, oh, he was Jesus. He wanted to do it. I beg to differ. You don't sweat drops of blood when you're... He wanted to do it, but it wasn't easy for him. But he poured it out for us anyway. Yes. And you can partake of that. God, we just want to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for yes, your example Lord. of gratitude. We thank you for your example of no matter what you are about to face, you yes, are still Lord. able to give thanks. Thank you. So, God, right now we give thanks. We mm. give thanks for who you've been in our lives. Yes. We give thanks for who you're going to be. We give thanks yes, Lord. in every situation, in every circumstance. We give thanks right now, but we give thanks to you for being an incredible, amazing God. Yes. We love you so much, Jesus. We love you so much. We're so thankful for yes, you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your sacrifice. Yes. We thank you for what you've done for us. Mm. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, man, why don't you stand up on your feet? Just lift your hands to heaven if you're. I just want you to know, man, I believe 2021 is going to be the best year of your life. But I, guess what? We got to do something different. So don't forget, get on, get on the Irrelevant FL, the fasting guide. Check it out. And maybe, maybe tomorrow or before Sunday, you know, ask yourself, what am I going to change? I'm telling you, I, I think it's the small stuff. I, I'm telling you, my, I love my business guys and girls, you know, because I like, they're busy. And I know what it's like. Some of these guys are getting up at five o'clock in the morning, you know, to go to do stuff. And I go, can you give me 15 minutes? And they think I'm kidding. I said, can you give me 15 minutes? Whatever you're doing, can you give me 15 minutes? Can you spend five minutes in your Bible, five minutes praying, five minutes worshiping God? It's in the little things that the big things start taking place. Just the little stuff, man. Just give them. So somebody says, well, I'm spending more time than that. Then you just keep doing what you're doing and you just keep focusing. But it's the five minutes, man, the five minutes of the daily communication with God that starts, man, I don't even care if you started off as a discipline. Like I'm going to put the phone up, man, on the car ride to work, I'm going to pray. I, may, I, I discipline myself every day because I will not do it. I'm the pastor of the church. I will not do it if I don't discipline myself to do it. I have to. You know, Dave said something. said, what did you do? I said, I read my Bible today. I may, make myself. I don't wait for it to come on me like, oh, I want to go do this because I'm not going to do it. I hope that helps somebody. You know what I'm saying? So just get there, man. And then you'll taste and see the Lord is good. And when we get ready to corporately fast, I want you guys to know, whatever level you give God, God sees it, God honors it, 
and God rewards it with his presence. You can't, you can't buy anything from God. You can't work for anything from God. You can't, you can't do any of that stuff. But I'll tell you what you can do. You can please him with faith. God, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I believe I can do this. I believe I can. And he'll start revealing his presence to you. Amen. We just want to wish you guys a happy new year. Be safe. Be good. Sunday, we're coming in here. Enjoy 2020. Thank God 2020 is out the door. Hallelujah. Just get excited about what God's got for your life. And don't forget, download that fasting guide. Get ready to fast. Pray. Sunday, be ready to go. We're going to do it. God bless you. Happy New Year. Get out of here. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.